Hello there and welcome back to the Chat Shit Get Fit, the fitness news where we unpack the week's biggest news in health and fitness. I'm Bill and as always I'm joined by Tom. Hello there. Feeling better this week Tom? I'm feeling much better. Fantastic. That's I'm hear, feeling mate. so much better. I medicate myself with some peanut M&Ms and yeah, feeling much better. Thank you. Thank Fantastic. you for asking. Thank you to all of the people that was emailing in asking about my health. There was hundreds what? of you. So thank you for that. <laughs> I'm right. assuming. <laughs> You're assuming. Yeah, for those of you unaware, Tom last week was ill. That resulted in him saying that he um he feels breathless after talking for a little bit and retarded. So Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I nearly made up a Patreon to get some support. <laughs> right, anyway. Um I've lost my train of thought now. So yeah. Tom's Tom's uh, health aside, back on he's back on track now. This week we are going to visit um, some very interesting topics. We're going to visit the much-desired fat-burning zone, a zone that many cardio machines promise is burning away the fat at a rapid at a rapid pace. The question is, though, Tom, is this zone even real? Well, no. we've got <laughs> we've got we've got, some, we've got <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> Fuck off, dickhead. We've got some new data to look at, guys. All right, we're just going to answer that question. It's not as simple as yes or no, really. Um, there's a little bit of a uh, context to go into, but yeah, it's not as simple as no as Tom just fucking jumped in there, <laughs> little shit house. Anyway, but before that, because that is very exciting. But before that, we are going to quickly look at some data. It's not brand new data, but it is something we've you know we thought we'd have a look at, and that is a you know it's a burning question. See what I did there? What is the best? Because it burns sort- when I piss. Uh, no, burning fat and whatever. Uh, oh, oh, okay. You're oh, fucking ruining the intro. Different here. reference. I thought I'd start. I might just start. I'm not going to start this again, but I feel like I should do. Anyway, the burning question: What drink is best for hydration? And even more importantly, is there a difference in hydration performance between cold tea and hot tea? I tell you what, guys, the excitement does not stop on this podcast, does it? It really doesn't. Totally. <laughs> You're fucking such a shit ass. I like, mean, to be fucking... fair, when, when we were looking at the, admittedly, like when I first looked into this, I was looking at the graph for what beverages they included in one paper. It was quite exciting stuff. I actually thought they'd taken the samples from the weather spoons, didn't I? You did actually, yeah, that's very yeah. Um Before Tom derails this intro anymore, let's get into this week's The Fitness News. Is he just reaching for a peanut over them? I took the blue, the blue peel. Fucking blue pill. down, you little fucker. Oh, God. Okay, guys, before we get into the news, we have got a little, little quick announcement to make. Um, if you're a regular on the show, you know we like to wear certain bits of clothing. That belong to certain brands. We do. We do like to wear clothes. We do like to wear clothes. We're not naked all the time, I promise. Um, but no, we like to wear clothes that have a bit more of a punch behind them as opposed to just, you know, your normal brand, your big brands like your Nikes and your, your Reeboks and stuff. We like to wear something a little bit different. Normally in the dead ground is our go-to with mm. their uh, work in the veteran mental well-being space. That's something we, we like to get involved with. You've probably seen me numerous times on Instagram with the pictures of me in the Hawaiian shirts. Well, I say Hawaiian shirts, the, the Miami Vice shirts and all sorts. Tom has yet to buy one. Listen, there's a cost of living crisis at the moment. Cost, we get fucking discounts on. I've got my socks. <laughs> You've got your socks. my the socks, socks really, now. To be fair, the socks are really fucking good. Oh, the yeah. I wear them during my uh, weightlifting classes. Yeah, they are good, aren't they? My uh, neon tiger stripe. <laughs> In the dead guy aside, we've got a new one to talk about today. We've got some, we've got some new t-shirts, I don't we, Tom? We've got some new t-shirts. We have. And these come from 
Let me just make sure I get this right. Eco Tortoise. And on Instagram, that is eco underscore tortoise. Um, basically, they are creating merchandise, you could say, or clothing, anything really, um, that is sustainable, cruelty-free, and it's leisure wear, right? Basically, for people who like nature, essentially. Um, and obviously, you can't see this because it's an audio you know, platform. But if you go onto our Instagram, you are going to see a wonderful photo shoot that me and Tom did off air. I say photo shoot, we just fucked around for five minutes before we went live. <laughs> uh, in various poses. Tom, One of them was Tom holding a spine like it was a baby. I don't, I don't know what provoked him to do that. But anyway, we are wearing... I mean, Tom, you're wearing... See, this is what annoys me. I always go for the more big... I mean, mine says Grumpy Panda. I've got a... Basically, I've got a panda which looks very pissed off with a holding a bit of bamboo. Um, there's obviously the words underneath saying grumpy panda. I think it's quite cool, don't you think, Tom? It does. Yeah, and yours literally is the. I mean, it's still a nice t-shirt, but it's basically the minimalist version, isn't it? You've got the you've got the nice clean. I like to be minimalist, though. So first of all, I just I generally like the name Eco Tortoise. I think it's quite quaint. Admittedly, I was a bit upset to find out that none of the products were actually made from real tortoise. Oh my god! <laughs> but when I then looked into the ethics of the company, I thought, oh, okay, no, it makes sense now. Yes, it makes it sense make that sense. it's not made yeah. from real toys, you know. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, bear in mind, bear in mind the message that the company's kind of going for. I'm happy to happy to support. I'm happy to wear the clothes. It makes me feel less guilty when I'm using like a pla- uh, a plastic straw. Where do you use plastic straws? It's literally you cannot find them at all now. There's paper. Oh, I've been my own. <laughs> but you little fucking you are in a probably shit house mood today aren't you I've been my own and I actually leave them on other people's tables like you know fighting back fighting back but it's okay because I'm wearing the shirt because you're wearing the shirt oh, you know, I'm wearing the shirt so everything that he calls out you see it's like yin and yang it's like yin and yang very sorry another, another reason why I chose this one is that it's the you know it's the olive drab colour oh god Jeff oh, I should have known. now no you're thinking oh yeah he's been very military with this colour it's not actually it's not Eco tortoise. I feel like a giant ninja turtle when I'm wearing it because of the colour. You know, I feel like I'm Raphael, Donatello, Van Gogh, the other turtles. Anyway, moving on from Tom's fucking shit housery that seems to be going out of control this week. Eco tortoise. Um, obviously, I think we can all agree, can't we? That I mean, whatever your views are, politically, environmentally, whatever, we could probably all be doing to do things a bit more sustainably in life in general. Um, and this brand seems to be doing that in terms of clothing instead of just buying stuff from fucking I don't know Primark, where it's all just like made for like two p in a sweatshop in Asia. Made from real tortoise. Made from real tortoise, yeah. This is obviously like, you know, the good stuff. Um, if you go to ecotortoise.co.uk, you can grab some. Um, we haven't got a code or anything. You know, we're literally, this is not like a paid ad or anything, by the way. People start thinking we're being paid to talk about this. We're not at all. Um, you know, we're friends of the people involved with this uh, with this company. We like the stuff. We've obviously got some of their some stuff. I like pandas. I think they're great. Have you, have you watched videos of pandas? Me? Yeah, they're fucking out of control, mate. Pandas. I saw that. Uh, I saw that clip that went viral on YouTube years ago, where it was like a it was like a zoo in North Korea, where they had a person dressed up as a panda, oh and had God. them in the enclosure. <laughs> I've not seen that. North Korea is so fucked pandas. that they've got people dressed up as animals in their zoos. I tell you what, though, it took me a l- many, many, many years to realise that there was actually a difference between tortoise or tortoise and turtles. Go on, then. No, I'm being serious. Like, no, I'm saying, what's the difference? Well, I used to have a pet tortoise and it was fucking tiny. Right. And then when I was in a lagoon in Turkey and I saw a turtle, those, those guys are fucking massive. <laughs> yeah, they're massive. Yeah, you know, they're, like, they're threatening. They're big bastards. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I suppose the message I'm trying to get through here is I'm glad that the shirts aren't made from real tortoise. 
There'll be a link down below if you want to get stuck into some of this uh, this clothing. Really appreciate it if you do. It's obviously a very small business, brand new, um, trying to do you know point us in the right direction when it comes to sustainability, as opposed to just as I said, buying stuff from sweatshops, which is which isn't great. Um, and obviously the, this is a uh, this is good stuff. So yeah, Eco Tortoise. Yeah. I'm glad you said it's not great to buy from sweatshops. Clarified <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, def- yeah. definitely not a fan. No, yeah, uh, not a preferred choice, you know. <laughs> but a man's got to wear trousers, <laughs> <laughs> even if they only last two minutes. Um, <laughs> right. Anyway, let's get on to the actual podcast before people will get fucking pissed off us talking about random stuff. First topic today: hydration. Um, it should probably be hopefully a quick one, but because um, we we have spoken about hydration, you know, numerous times over the course of the podcast. I mean, probably the most recently we spoke about it would be fitness news for um i think i was on my bruce lee during that one tom when he got killed by water oh god yeah yeah there's the article yeah, basically saying that he actually intoxication they, yeah yeah they reckon he died because of too much water um i'll leave a link to that one below if you want to hear more theory, about that. by the way theory yeah theory yeah we're not it's not we're not saying it's you know facts but yeah go listen to that podcast i'll link it below it's quite interesting we also talk about hydration in general on that podcast so it's really good things to go and listen to that um but we wanted to look at this study today because what caught our eye was its drink choices um <laughs> as i said, it, as I said eye, it's fucking sun jesus <laughs> christ you can actually see it burning my retina <laughs> fuck's sake tom can we just <laughs> you're out of control this my one. landlord specifically said no curtains <laughs> there we go you your landlord said no curtains <laughs> not that terrible this is the level we're at at the moment anyway Back to this fucking hydration stuff. We'll do so much. We'll look at the polls first on this. Yeah. It's a good place. Always a good place to start. Let me just bang up the old IG archive. So hang on, what do we do? What do we do one year ago today? One year ago today, we spoke about the fitness industry being a mess. Guess what? It's a year later and it's still the same. <laughs> it's exactly the same, yeah. Probably nothing, nothing else to report. <laughs> nothing else to report. Anyway, back to hydration. So question was, how much water do you drink a day and why? Let's have a look, shall we? See what some people said. Um, oh, what did Jenny say? Okay, yeah. Jenny, one of our uh, producers of the show, has gone in touch and said, probably around two and a half litres. I tend to get a headache if I drink much less than that. I mean, that around that two, two to two and a half litres, I mean, that seems to be quite a common That's number a standard, that people tend yeah. to go for, yeah. Um, in terms of getting a headache when you drink less than that, that's fair enough. I mean, listening to your body there. Um Obviously, we're all going to be different in terms of hydration, as you, as we might talk about, or if you listen to the episode I mentioned, you'll hear about that. But um, obviously, it's good you're listening to your body and you know that kind of sweet spot. Like, you know, Big Dale's in with four litres. I mean, that's just a good amount, to be fair. Four litres is actually it's a solid amount of water to be drinking today. Um, another one here, about two litres, because I'm thirsty and it feels like the right amount. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> fair enough. It's, it's a pretty fair... <laughs> Yeah, because I'm first in it for yeah. I mean, when you when you say it feels like the right amount, that's interesting, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Also, does it feel like the right amount in the sense that for you personally, it feels like yeah, you're properly hydrated, or it feels like the right amount in the sense that oh, it feels like it's what I should be having mm. by the, yeah. some arbitrary guideline. Because two liters is the the magic number, isn't it? Another thing to take into account here is that like, um, even though we're talking specifically water here. There's other things you can have throughout the day, like beverage, that is going to be hydrating and will naturally give like a net positive to your fluid yeah. intake. People, exactly, I was going to say, people probably drink more than what they actually think because they might be yeah. counting the water. They might be counting drinking plain water or squash as their water intake. But as we'll come on to, there's other yeah. things you can drink to increase your level of fluid intake throughout the day. I mean, if you're a massive piss head, 
Guess what? I've got some good news for you. You're probably well hydrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, may- maybe not. As we'll come on to, yeah. there might be some. some yeah, uh, maybe not. Maybe not. But yeah, um, we've got a message. We've got one coming in from Banjo Jameson. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say that's a quality. I don't actually. That's probably not that name at all. Um, they said like six pints because it makes me feel. <laughs> it makes me feel less bad about my tobacco consumption. When they say pints. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was like. thinking. Yeah. You say six pints because it makes you feel less bad about your tobacco consumption, but is that six pints of what? Pints of water, pints of Stella. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking God. Anyway, six pints. Um, uh, and then we've got Joe coming in with two to three litres. What? Oh, okay, I've got more specifics here. One litre made up of creatine mix. The other one to two is what I can remember to drink. Okay. Two to three litres, cool. Yeah, pretty good amount. Um, the question is, though, I'm guessing all these people are just referring to like water and stuff. What we're going to talk about now is different types of um, different types of hydrating. Oh, wait, hang on. Let me stop there. As you may, as I mentioned in the intro, there's another important question we're going to answer. What is the best for hydration? Cold oh. tea and hot or hot tea, sorry. We did a poll for this as well because it's that important. This is crucial for our listeners. The question was, what's more hydrating, cold tea or hot tea? What do you think, Tom? What do you reckon, how do you reckon it lay? The results. What's more hydrating, sorry? Yeah, cold tea or hot uh, I'm going to assume most people said cold tea, and I have a feeling they're going to think, oh, heat has something to do with that. Yeah, so I, I've i got a couple of thoughts on this because the majority of people, actually, 100% of people said hot tea, but I'm looking at two ways. One, you said what you said. People might be thinking there's some sort of mechanistic reason behind the heat of the tea. I'm also thinking, from a more common sense point of view, is it more hydrating because you're more likely to drink it? Because cold tea, who drinks cold tea? Yeah, but even if you drink it, like, and it's hot, you're. I mean, I'm hoping you're still going to drink it all eventually anyway. Yeah, but I'm saying you, you drink when you if someone gave you a cup of hot tea and a cup of cold tea, you're more likely to drink the hot tea than the cold tea, aren't you? Yeah, but I've never known someone to go. Do you know, what? I'm going to make a nice cup of tea, and then they make it. They go for all the trouble of making it, then they have a sip and go, "Oh no, a bit hot for me." I won't have that now. I've never known someone to make a cup of hot tea and say, "I'm not going to drink that. It's hot." It's hot, yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll come on to the actual science of this question because we could be rambling all day about the difference between hot and cold tea. Um, so the paper was a randomised trial to assess the potential of different beverages, uh, the potential of different beverages to affect hydration status, um, development of a beverage hydration index. So what they did, they got fasted, but uh, hydrated male participants, and that term basically means they're like, fully hydrated almost like their body water yeah um it's basically what it means but they're fast they haven't eaten um but their body is in a hydrated state um they uh, male participants bear in mind as well they weren't female they were male they had to ingest a liter of water or an experimental beverage <laughs> they say experimental beverage dom but these drinks are not experimental it's, as you said it's a weatherspoons menu <laughs> it is i mean to be fair what you might find on a weatherspoons menu might be considered experimental and possibly not <laughs> yeah. for human consumption but Pass itself by date. Anyway, yeah. so ingest a litre of water or an experimental beverage over the course of 30 minutes. They run they it collect, out of the carpets. They collected urine output for the next four hours, then calculated a beverage hydration index value for each drink, right? And this was compared to plain water. So, for example, if something was exactly as hydrating as water, it would get a one. If it was less than water, it would get less than one. If it was more hydrating than water, it would get more than one. Does that make sense? Yeah. Got a lovely little chart here, Tom. 13 
experimental or just I mean they're commonly consumed aren't they so i'll go through what the the drinks are on this little table we've got still water sparkling water cola diet cola sports drink oral rehydration solution orange juice lager coffee tea cold tea full fat milk and skimmed milk so as we said a weatherspoon's menu as a, as we as we said yeah yeah let's play a game with you listeners okay let's play let's play a game with the listeners obviously you can't see this chart so we can play a game can't we we'll start off then obviously still water was one sparkling water everyone listening what do you think do you think sparkling water is the same as still water or do you think it's more or less if you picked any other answer apart from those two you're a fucking idiot <laughs> because we're giving you a uh, choice of two so guys the answer actually is still water I mean, it's, but it's, it's, it's insignificant. It's not a lot. I mean, if you look on the chart, it's like not even there. But it's still funny how it's like a tiny bit below that. Um, I, don't, I don't. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I have no idea why that would be. I have no idea. To be honest with you, I have no idea. Apart from a couple on here, yeah, which could act really. as a diuretic as well. Yeah. Like um, even someone. Then, yeah, yeah, I'm not really sure. Anyway, um, next one: cola, still water, or cola. Bear in mind, still water is one. Cola. What do you think, guys? Listen in. Drum roll. That doesn't sound like a drum roll, does it? That just sounds like microphone getting battered around, right? <laughs> so, what do you think? It is cola is apparently more hydrating than still water. And I can already hear the outrage of people saying, "Oh, this is clearly funded by, by yeah, funded by some nefarious, Coke. you know, Nestle, Coca Cola, fucking, you know, some kind of like um, New World Order." by big pepsi and big coke <laughs> it's all funded by them but no for whatever reasons yeah yeah if i'm yeah diet cola is the same it's a little bit it's less than normal cola but diet cola also comes up a little bit more than water no maybe like a bit of the higher carbohydrates where like carbohydrates yeah, attached yeah, to you it say that maybe you sports to make you drink. Some water. sports drink next sports drink next is is the same as what was just just uh, about the same as water isn't it yeah pretty so much sports the same drink yeah. Is, yeah it's a sports not drink, a noticeable yeah, difference We've then got an oral rehydration solution, which, guys, I mean, listen, what do you think that is? Do you think that's more than water? It's called an oral rehydration solution. It's fucking well above. It's quite high, actually. Yeah. Um, it's actually the highest on the entire... Oh, is it the highest? No, it's not, actually. We'll come on to it's, something else. It's on level with two others, pretty much. Next up, we've got orange juice. I'll let you have a little, I'll let you have a little thing, guys. What do you think? Do you think orange juice is more or less hydrating than water? quite hydrating i'd say it's quite hydrating orange juice is more hydrated quite a lot hydrated uh, more hydrating than still water it's actually about one point i want to say four yeah about that yeah yeah the next one is the exciting one guys this is the one that you're going to be like whoa what's going on lager so beer your stellas your pronies your fucking car whatever your, your carlins whatever you drink all right whatever you fucking lunatics like <laughs> weekend right um have a think guys there is a bit of nuance towards this one, which we'll talk about in a minute, but lager is actually pretty much the same, isn't it? I think it is actually the same as water. Yeah. Hydrating. So it's hydrate. Lager is... Beer is hydrating. Funny that, because it is made mainly water, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, it's, the thing is, I always find that, like, fizzy beverages, and this goes for the same for, like, sparkling water as well, it always feels like it... It, it doesn't feel like it hydrates me as much, but that's more of like a perceived sensation. Yeah, perceived sensation, yeah. Well, a lot of these things are just mainly water, aren't they? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and lager always feels solid to me as well, like a meal replacement. Hmm. This one's going to upset some people, though. Coffee. Yeah. 
can't bring myself to say it's on. Coffee is actually less hydrating than water, apparently. Oh, sorry. I thought you was going to do like a comparison, like compared to yeah. No, you did. Well, yes, yeah, less than lager as well. It's less, it's less than lager and My less bad. than water. Just to say though, this isn't surprising. Actually, there's a, I think there might be a bit of nuance here in the sense that, well, first of all, we know that coffee can be considered to be a diuretic, but and I think we've spoken about this years ago now that in regards to coffee, like you still get a net hydration effect. So the common myth is that oh, coffee coffee is inherently dehydrating it's going to mm-hmm. dehydrate you but no because you're still taking okay it might make you piss more like lager yeah <clears throat> it might make you piss more due to the caffeine intake but it is still going to give you a net hydration effect well um so you, we, we'll no, talk about this in a bit actually because i feel like there's, there's after we've gone through the last few i think we'll, we'll come on to that because there is a with this study in particular there's a reason why that yeah. diuretic effect probably won't it hasn't had an impact on these Another thing I wanted to quickly say before we go back onto that, though, is that um, in regards to where they took this from, I'm not sure if it was black coffee. I'm assuming it is black coffee. Yeah, it will be normal, isn't it? In these studies, now, yeah. when we look at, I know we're going to talk about milk in a moment, but I'm wondering if coffee was combined with milk, which a lot of people mm-hmm. in the UK tend to do, like would that actually increase, exactly, would that actually increase the hydration mm. effect? But overall, I think the important thing to take away from coffee is that it's not inherently dehydrating no but you do get as hydration as water according to this paper right yeah um next two then here we go big fucking questions gonna be answered guys strap in tea and cold tea both of these are obviously hydrating um but the question is which one is more hydrating so everyone on instagram said hot tea we can now reveal live on the chat shit, get fit, the fitness news, that cold tea offers more hydration performance than hot tea. I mean, not a, on the average, not like a dramatically significant No, amount. no, no, no. Don't play it down, Tom. This is huge fucking news, <laughs> right? People out there need to stop fucking boiling the kettles and they need to get amongst some cold tea. Just grab yourself a bottle of Lipton's. That's, that's it. Yeah, exactly that. Iced tea, get it Ooh. down you. Yeah. Do you know what though? That is, I mean, I could I could drink hot coffee, I could drink cold coffee, but I can't do a cold tea. Yeah, cold tea is disgusting, isn't it? But it is, you want to be more hydrated by outrageously insignificant amounts. <laughs> then yeah, yeah, go for some cold tea. It's not a lot, by the way, guys. But yeah, that that, that is that is the question answered. And uh, the next two, interesting milk. Okay, so we're talking um, dairy milk in this uh, in this study. Full fat milk, so your blue top here in the UK, and then skimmed milk, which is your red top in the UK, right? So that's yeah. the one with like, literally, it's like water, basically. It literally is like water. Um, clue, what do you think yeah. is more hydrating, guys, listen in? Have a little think to yourself. What would you say is more hydrating, full fat milk or skimmed milk? I feel like most of you will get this Laga. right. <laughs> yeah, large <laughs> little. <laughs> the answer is skimmed milk. And they're both they're both a lot more hydrating than water, actually. Yeah, they're very high up there on the hydration scale. Very high up there, yeah. I mean, skimmed milk is probably actually higher than the oral hydration solution, I think. Yeah, it looks like it to me. Either higher or pretty much on yeah, par with on. it. Yeah, so I mean, milk in general is actually very hydrating. So when we go back to things like tea and coffee and stuff like that again, like what do you tend to have with tea and coffee? So would that actually increase the index effect if they haven't really included it with it yeah. on this uh, paper? That's a good point. Uh, I mean, obviously, we can't discount the other effects uh, that milk has in terms of calcium, the protein in there as well. So there are other benefits that come with having yeah, exactly. milk. So, yeah, great. I mean, 
it's obviously a win-win there, isn't it? You're getting hydrated and you're getting some gains on board and your bones are getting stronger. Now, imagine having skimmed milk with your oral hydration solution. That's disgusting. Or milk with your lager. There you go. That's even more disgusting. Oh, it does. It sounds like an Irish carbon. Let's fucking move this on. Yeah. Um, anyway, as I did allude to, guys, we, we are going to go into a bit more context, especially around lager and coffee, because you've got to bear in mind this study is short duration, so it's only like a couple of hours. So basically what we're looking at here is something that would be effective if you need a quick rehydration. So you're in a situation where you wanted to get some quick rehydration on board. This paper kind of goes in line with that as opposed to long-term hydration um, protocols, whatever you want to call it. What was interesting, though, is about the lager, right? It provides good hydration, but of course, as we know, when it comes to drinking beer, okay, one or two, great. If you have one or two, obviously it's showing a good height. It probably will have a good hydration effect, but if you have lots and lots of beers, as many people out there will probably appreciate, it does have a diuretic effect in terms of you piss a lot. Once you yeah. start smashing the beers, the moment you open that fucking tap, the moment you get that first piss, you are constantly up and down going to the toilet. You know what I mean? You're, you've like broken the seal. Box, yeah. We've, as we call it, you've broken the seal. Um, and the re- and that, <laughs> that's what leads to people saying that it's dehydrating because it's not because beer is inherently fucking like got something in there which just dehydrates you. It's because it's making you piss loads. So all the water you're drinking, you're actually pissing out more than you're probably drinking. Yeah, I'm not too sure though if like you get a net hydration effect like coffee though. Yeah, but it's more dramatic, isn't it, when you when you drink lots of beer, isn't it? Possibly, I'm not too sure. I mean, from experience, I want to say yeah, but <laughs> I think what and what changes well, Tom. Sorry, it's not it's not because obviously if you if you let's say you did, did just drink a beer, you'd probably be okay. But I think the issue comes when people go out, they then change the shorts and shots, which is obviously an acute dose of alcohol minus the net hydration because a shot is what twenty five mil, fifty mil. Bearing in mind, if you're also spewing your guts out. Yeah, so, yeah, let me just rewind so I don't fucking sound like I'm chatting absolute shit. Obviously, if you just drink beer, a pint at a time, so 560 whatever mil it is, if you have loads of that, you're, you're obviously pissing out a lot, but you might still be okay. But the issue yeah. then comes into, I think we spoke about this on a previous the podcast. The volume of the amount you're having. Yeah, I think we spoke about this previously is that afterwards you then might go to shorts, which is less liquid, but you're still pissing loads, or go to shots, yeah. which is even less liquid, and you're still pissing loads. And then you might afterwards go to the kebab house, get a kebab get a fucking get some food i think this bit might be subjective to people as well but like i do find that when you're having like a fair amount of an alcohol intake as well what do you tend to do you tend to sweat as well <laughs> really <laughs> when i'm when i'm drinking like maybe i'm maybe i'm correlating it with other things that might be going on around the time like oh, I know you know, it is. Cut throw a chair at a bouncer or something i don't know but you know you tend to sweat a lot but who knows maybe i'm i'm affecting the uh correlation with causation or vice versa but basically i mean let's just wrap this up because it's only supposed to be short but anyway wasn't it overall guys i'd probably just say look at your look at your piss and listen to our previous podcast on it for the time being actually yeah do you know what quickly touch on that is like there's this whole rule about how like um we should probably have 2.5 liters a day yeah that is a general rule of thumb yeah but i don't actually know if there's actually any evidence behind those guidelines it just seems to be like um you know we've spoken about four tom we've mentioned yeah it's just it's just been spoken about hasn't it yeah, we, no, we, 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 I think it was on the last podcast or one of the other ones. I, I can't remember which fucking one. We spoke about hydration, how um, that number is pretty is pretty nonsense. Um, it's just made up, yeah. Yeah, it's made up. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing if you do drink. Like, no, much, no. You know. It's very, how much water you drink is very dependent on your in, your individual needs, your activity levels, um, your climate. Um, there's there's I mean, a lot to it. My current takeaway from it is, uh, you know, yeah, check like the colour of your urine. 
kind of like a, an RP scale, but it's your RPP scale. So you're rating a perceived piss. Uh, check out the colour of it. And obviously, if it's super dark, then yeah, just drink more water. Um, if you know as well that you're going to be doing activities where you are going to be losing a lot of water through sweat, etc., then yeah, just be wary of that and drink more water. Replace the fluid you're losing. Or just drink when you're thirsty. There you go. Uh, once again, guys, listen to our link to podcast. If there's more, if I can find more than one on hydration, because I think we have done more than one, I'll link them all down below. So go check those out for a full in-depth diet on hydration protocols, best way to hydrate, all that, all that science and all that, all that good stuff. Yeah, okay. Now, let's move on to the main news, which is fat burning. What do we mean by this? So in this context, we are talking about the fat burning zone. So if you go to a commercial gym, you might jump onto a cardio machine, like a mm. treadmill, fucking, I don't know, cross train or whatever. And you'll often see a fat burning zone, right? So before we get into that, let's have a look at some polls and see what you guys thought the fat burning zone is. Because it's normally a percentage of like your heart rate is normally how it's like worked out. There's normally like a number. If you look online, they'll be like, okay, away from the machines. If you look online, they'll be like, okay, in this percentage range, you'll be in your fat burning zone. So let's look at what you guys thought. What is the fat burning zone? The options were 40 to 50% of max heart rate, 50 to 70% of max heart rate, 70 to 80% of max heart rate, or 90% um, plus of max heart rate. Of max heart rate. I'm I'm going to go with the lowest number. 40 to 50%. 40 to 50%, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to go that? Yeah, go for it. You've got no idea, have you? No. I don't think you've ever got any of these right. <laughs> I don't think you've ever got a single one right. <laughs> high variability of listeners out there. Yeah, but no. Um, it, I mean, some people did actually go for that. 25% of people did choose 40 to 50. But the majority, 75%, so everyone else, said 50 to 70% of max heart rate. Oh, okay. If we break this down then, guys, for all of you listening, so you're not... I'm, I'm, I did say there's no right or wrong answer here, okay, but... If we if we look at it, that common figure, that is probably right in terms of the common fifty to seven percent of someone's VO two max. So VO two max being the maximum rate um of oxygen your body is able to use during exercise. Um mm. so fifty to seventy percent of that is normally what's seen online. Okay. What is often misunderstood though is that this does not mean you're suddenly burning more fat. So when we look into like the theory around this fat burning zone, which is this common 50-70%, it doesn't take into account a lot of things. So like, you know, the effects of more intense exercise or the length of time spent working out, it's very like, it's very limited, okay, in terms of that. Yeah. Um, when we do look at that low intensity though, so 50 to 70%, maybe the lower end of towards 50-60%, um, you could say this is when your body might rely more on your stored fat as opposed to carbs as an energy source. But once again... This does not necessarily mean that your body is then burning more fat. Okay, it doesn't. It doesn't automatically mean that you are burning more calories. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, using fat as a fuel source opposed to carbs does not automatically mean you're then going to start stripping your belly fat away. Um, if you were to do something that use carbs more, right? It just means it's just an energy source. Obviously, it's not that simple. We don't go too into it, but there is obviously crossover in terms of energy systems. It's not as simple as your body uses one. And then it goes to the next one, and then the next one. There there's loads of crossover, and we do an activity in terms yeah. of utilization of energy systems. But that's really important to note. When you look at the thing online that says 50 to 70% of your max heart rate, whatever, or VO2 max is your fat burning zone, that does not necessarily mean you're burning more fat. 
it just means you might be using your stored fat as an energy source more than your carbs. So if you were to do something, I don't know, a high intensity anaerobic session, your body will more likely use utilize carbs more. So yeah. your glycogen stores, right? There's a good example I found actually, Tom. It's a table. It's obviously an individual subject, so it's not anything super like strong, but it just kind of um, gives a a, a a tabular sort of demonstration of what the, what I'm talking about. So um, what they did is they got this individual subject to do low intensity activity and high intensity. So that was 60 to 65% of max heart rate and 80 to 85% of heart uh, max heart rate. They looked at total calories burned per minute, fat calories burned per minute, total calories burned in 30 minutes, total fat calories burned in 30 minutes, and then the percentage of fat calories burned, okay? Hmm. When we looked at total calories burned per minute, it was 4.86 for the low intensity, so 60 to 65, and then 6.86 in the high intensity, 80 to 85, so more. And the fat calories burned per minute, 2.43 for the low, 2.7 for the high. Total calories burned across 30 minutes, 146 in the low intensity, 206 in the high intensity, and then total fat calories burned in 30 minutes was 73 in low intensity, 82 in high intensity. So the percentage of fat calories burned was more in the low intensity. So it was 50% to 39.85%, but calories in general was more in the high intensity. Mm. That makes sense. So the percentage of fat calories was higher in the low intensity because they were utilizing that more. But the actual calorie expenditure was higher in that high intensity group of 80 to 85. I mean, depending if we're matching it for time as well. Yeah. Obviously, 30 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah. Naturally, yeah. 30 minutes of high intensity, you are going to burn more. I'm not going to say fat, I'm going to say calories. Yeah, calories, yeah. You know, 30 minutes of higher intensity exercise is going to burn more calories, most probably, than 30 calorie. Uh, sorry, 30 minutes of a low intensity exercise. Yeah. And of course, you could argue that you could do more, you could do double the amount of low intensity without having to break because obviously doing an hour of high intensity would be pretty ruthless. Whereas an hour of low intensity would be doable. Yeah. I, I, I probably gave up the jig like uh, when I gave my answer for what I thought the poles were kind of, uh, what direction the poles were going earlier. But when it comes to actual fat loss, I don't really pay much attention to heart rate zones like no. pff, at all in this context yeah you know um the thing is like rather than trying to get someone into with the objective of fat burning in mind right or burning calories i'm not putting my mind in this in the scenario of oh i need them to get into a certain fat burning zone yeah what i will do though is depending on their level of fitness and what they actually prefer to do i'd rather get them into once again i'd rather use rp for something like this it's very nice and very sciencey sounding when you say, oh, I'm going to get this person to be doing 60% of their maximum heart rate. But reality is humans don't work like that. You could say to someone who is new to fitness, oh, yeah, I want you to stay in this uh, heart rate zone of 80 or 75% of your maximum heart rate. And I want you to stay in this zone for about 20 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, something nice and easy for you. But if they're not accustomed to that, guess what? Even though on the chart, on the treadmill, we might say, oh, you're supposed to stay at this heart rate for this amount of time, they might not fucking last that long because they're unaccustomed to it. So instead, it might just be an easier solution for me to say, look, can you just go for a walk where you think you could do it, where, okay, on an RP scale, it's like a six or seven out of 10, but can you at least go at a pace where you could do it for maybe, I don't know, 30 minutes? If you could do it for 60 minutes, even better. 
bit and just simplify it like that. And this is this this is in a fat burning context, isn't it, Tom? You're talking yeah. about uh, before people yeah, start. Because in other contexts, I might use heart rate as yeah. a measure. For an athlete, of like, for example. Yeah. 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 So for an athlete, or if someone actually has the good the right technology for it, like a mm, the polar strap, or if I was using it as a way to measure someone's progress in regards to their overall fitness. So if I'm like, look, I want you to go for a couple of laps around this running track and maintain this pace. Okay, cool. Here's your heart rate last year compared to now at this pace for this time. Look, your heart rate's actually lower now, which means you're getting fit with time. And the thing is, like, depending on what equipment you are using. Fucking trying to use heart rate could be a high variety of like uh, errors. You know, if you're using like a pound land fucking wrist strap, <laughs> you know, <laughs> do you see what I mean? And the thing is, well, I think we've spoken before as well, haven't we? Where like it, for high intensity exercises, heart rate isn't that accurate. But no. if it's something like steady state, we are doing it for a long period of time, and the watch actually, the the device has some time to actually spend a bit of time measuring your heart rate. Mm then okay, fair enough, that might be a bit more accurate. So yeah, it's not that it's useless, but in the context of fat burning, it's not something I'd, I'd like to use. Sure. Because um, we move on to the actual data, um, which all kind of goes into this whole fat burning zones, especially on like machines. All looking at those, we're, look, we're basically looking at you out there, as Tom just kind of mentioned, in the context of people looking to lose fat or weight, right? Um, what those people normally tend to do is they'll be looking to find the most optimal fat burning zone during their workouts because they're trying to work out to lose weight so they'll try and get themselves into any sort of position where they can do it more effectively right um and there's a term that comes up in this study and it's called fat max okay so fat normally in caps and then max um and it's it's sometimes used to represent the exercise intensity and associated heart rate at which a body reaches its highest fat burning rate um during a sort you know an aerobic bout of exercise and the reason that is because at this point, fat is normally used as a significant fuel source, as we mentioned earlier. A fuel source, fat doesn't it doesn't automatically mean it's fat burning. It just means it's being used as a fuel source. Yeah. Um, and and so obviously because of that, the intensity may be sort of you might find it interesting if you're looking to lose fat during workouts, right? So the intensity of that fuel source um, might be useful. I mean, the obvious thing we haven't mentioned yet either is if the goal is fat loss then you should probably be worrying less about what heart zone you're working in and more about, well, actually, am I in a trademarked calorie deficit? Yeah, absolutely. And what, what they did with the study then in terms of that fat max is they compared heart rate at fat max, um, obviously only across 26 participants, bear that in mind, okay, it's quite a small paper, um, and they measured it during a clinical exercise test. And this was to predicted heart rate at percentages of maximal effort within typically recommended fat rate, uh, fat burning zone, sorry. Um, and what they did find was there was poor agreement. So that basically means is there was, it wasn't matching up very well uh, between the measured and the predicted heart rate. And they get, they got a mean difference of 23 beats per minute between the two measures. Mm. Um, so what that essentially means really, guys, is that the, the recommendations you often see on these machines for a fat burning zone may not be accurate. They may not be giving you the good yeah. line that you need. Because a lot of like, I've seen infographics and I'll, look, I'll, be, I'll put my hands up. When I first became a personal trainer, I made a fucking infographic on like fat burning zones, etc., etc. Monster, I know. What a fucking loser! And I didn't even do it with <laughs> NASM either. My course, uh, but anyway, I digress. Um, but like, God, what the fuck am I saying now? That's it. With a lot of like these infographics of what you might find on a machine, it might not just say the heart rate. It might, as I said earlier, it might also say, oh, if you're working at this heart rate zone then technically you should be able to train in this zone between this amount of time. It might be, oh, if it's a, you know high intensity, it might be five minutes to 10 minutes. 
you know mm. but it might say oh if it's moderate it might be this time to this time oh if it's uh, the fat burning zone it might be anywhere from I don't know 30 minutes to 60 minutes but once again as humans we don't work in rigid constraints like that nope so the best thing you could probably do is okay if my goal is fat loss one have I actually sorted out my caloric needs or have I made changes to get into a calorie deficit without actually you know checking on my calories etc I don't know let's say you've changed your habits your portions whatever but it might be a good idea to get into what is known as this fat burning zone in the sense that it's an exercise that you know you can ease into and do for a lengthy period of time compared to that one person that says well actually sprinting you'll burn more calories per minute sprinting okay but how are you going to tell someone that may be new to the gym to go and do fucking treadmill sprints do you see what I mean not saying that it wouldn't work, but trying to get people into like a designated heart rate zone for specifically fat loss can be tricky. Instead, find out what they actually prefer, you know, do you, and your time availability as well. Mm. You know, for one person, it might be best if they just simply, if you simply say to them, like, look, just go for a power walk, go at a yeah. pace that you think you can carry on for 30 to 60 minutes. There you go. Mm-hmm. Or, all right, you're short for time. Are you comfortable with running? Yep, happy days. Are you comfortable with sprinting? Yep, happy days. Okay, cool. Maybe um, at a pace that you can like do sprints for fucking, I don't know, 10 laps from lamppost to lamppost. I don't know anything. But the idea is that you're not giving them a specific heart rate they've got to stick to, mm. you know, or a specific time frame to go with that heart rate zone. You're just saying, look, try and get to with a certain amount of minutes at a pace that you just feel is necessary to get you to that intensity without having yeah. to use like a watch or a device. That's it, guys. The, the key thing really is don't be obsessed with all these little fine details. So obviously, as we said, there's other contexts, but in this specific yeah. scenario, if people wanted to lose fat and weight, just bear that in mind, this fat burning zone that you often see in commercial gyms, yeah. don't take it too seriously. Don't get obsessed with it, all right? It's not, <laughs> for one, it's not obviously that accurate by the looks of it, um, and it's not really worth your stress. And going back to the whole caloric needs, etc. Like it doesn't matter if you're in the fat burning zone, burning fat from those calories, or if you're in the fucking anaerobic zone where you're burning through your carbs or whatever. You know, at the end of the day, if you're still putting that food back into your body, it doesn't matter what zone you're burning. Sorry, what zone you're burning your calories in? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, guys. I think that's it. If you've got any more questions on this, um, drop us a message on Instagram or email, whatever, um, and I'll send you to Tom. And then uh, I'll send you to someone else. I'm, I'm outsourcing now. We're outsourcing. I'm outsourcing. <laughs> You're outsourcing. Yeah, okay. child labour now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. It is. <laughs> sending you to a 13-year-old, you know, Nazem PT in Thailand. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a PT sweatshop? Or just random <laughs> yeah, programs? PT sweatshop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Might as well just call it Pure Gym. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Look at that, right. That was a joke. Yeah. Didn't actually mean that. Guys, that is all the news this week. Um, Lots of thank yous to make, lots of notices to make, because um, next week there will not be a podcast. We won't go into the reasons. It's quite serious. It's quite daunting. Um, Tom doesn't I'm want going to, to the it. seaside. Yeah. To- <laughs> Fuck's sake, Tom. Yeah, Tom's, <laughs> going to the se- Tom's going to the seaside. Um, normally, we would uh, record some um, in advance, so you don't go out of out. But unfortunately, Tom decided not to um, let the team at Chat Shit get fit know that he was going to the seaside until an hour ago. I completely forgot whilst I was dying last week. Yeah, excuses. Anyway. <laughs> I'll feel much better once I've had my ice cream. Yeah, yeah, your fish and chips and your ice cream. I'm not going to say vitamin D because it's British weather. 
you know. Yeah, you probably, yeah. We've had glorious over the last few days, actually. Yeah, saying that, it's been fucking roasting today. Yeah, I can see, mate, you've got sun again in your fucking eyes the whole podcast. <laughs> oh, no, Jesus. Yeah, it's actually gone in now as we're wrapping up. The sun goes oh, classic. in. Classic. I know, right. Anyway, yeah, so next week, Tom's at the seaside. There won't be a podcast. Um, but what you can do is go and listen to the ones I'm going to link down in the show notes about hydration because you might not have heard them if you're new or if you just missed them out, maybe. Give them a listen. Um, that'll keep you off the occupied until we come back the following week. Actually, am I back the following? Oh, hang on. Stand, but stand by. <laughs> um, are you going to the seaside too? No, we're all good for no, we're all, no, we're all good. I'm because I'm going away for two weeks in September. Ooh. So, Ooh. right, we're recording next week. No, we're not recording next week. We're recording on the 31st, which we'll have to do. Okay, we'll, we'll have to do a few episodes on that day. I think I'll give. I'll, we'll have time we'll anyway. Split some episodes. Up. We'll split some episodes, guys. So yeah, you'll get, you won't go about. Don't worry, we won't leave you about another week. A anyway, yeah. Special. So, minus the seaside hiatus. Go listen to those. Also, while you're listening to those episodes on Bruce Lee and hydration, check out Eco Tortoise, please. You know, really cool guys over there. Some cool merch, some cool clothing, some really cool designs. Apart from fucking Tom decided to go minimalist, which I think is fair enough. Like some people do like to go minimalist. They just want to. They just want to minimalist. Well, nothing, Tom. We're just you're just. It's always me with the loud stuff. I'm a minimalist person. Listen, I've got enough personality. I don't need to be any louder. But I, w- I all right. I'm not going to say anything. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> go check out Eco Tortoise. Link them down and below. Um, also, I, I forgot what I was going to say. There's so much to say. Just let the shirt do the talking. Let the shirt do the talking. Let this panda fucking this grumpy panda. It's pretty cool, though, isn't it? This panda. I mean, pandas are pretty cool in general. You know, they can, uh, you know. Climb up bamboo shoots. Fucking sick pandas. Also, thank you to our patrons, Jenny and Colleen. What's so funny, Tom? No, I'm still laughing at the panda. Oh, we're still laughing. Yeah, thank you to our patrons, uh, Jenny and Colleen, as always. And thank you to the rest of the Patreon or Patron crew over at patreon.com slash podcast. Links down below. Um, where you too can enjoy full videos. I definitely recommend for this one, this one, just get on there for the video because me and Tom had a very good time at the start of this podcast. Last week, we spent 10 minutes talking about nerd shit before we even went live, which Patreon's got to see in the video. And this week, we were doing a photo shoot for this T-shirts, which we were just sort of... Posed in front of a webcam. Posed in front of a webcam, yeah. But basically, we was, we was a pair of very shit cam girls for like yeah, three minutes. Um, so yeah, that's the sort of stuff that we do put on our Patreon. So it's obviously a really good way to support us, but you do get some cool little funny shit on top of that as well. So yeah, um, if you can remember all of that, fantastic. If not, then fucking hell, never then, mind. Eh? Then that's your problem. That's, yeah, exactly what, what Tom <laughs> said. Anyway, guys, we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Tom, have a lovely time at the seaside. I'll try. Uh, what, what seaside are you going to, by the way? I'm going to a very exotic Yorkshire seaside. You're going to Yorkshire for a se- Oh, fuck. They've got lovely seasides up there, mate. Yeah, it's about minus 50. And I get out of the ULEZ before it kicks off. So I mean, when I come back in, you, the ULEZ... God, you bugger about ULEZ fucking every uh, day. Listen, mate. Fucking, How old's your it's car? terrible. How old is your car? Too, not, <laughs> it's not new enough for me to avoid the ULEZ. Well, I'll tell you what did make me laugh, okay? Uh, I was in a little town just nearby. Uh, you, you know it, Bill. You know it's Uxbridge. Right. And there was a guy who went on hunger strike. Oh, we asked against, to uh, Yeah, he went on hunger strike. Wasn't he a dentist in the army? I have no idea, but yeah, um, I only heard about this a couple of days ago. And I went to Uxbridge today and he's gone. So that was the shortest hunger strike I've ever oh, It was a week, seen. it was only a week. It was a week. It was, it was only a week. week. Yeah. Oh, I could do a fucking week. Go on then. 
you know, I'll just I'll just drink liquid calories instead. There you go. Oh, Think it's, smart. Is it? Doesn't count, does it? Fucking hell. Work less. Uh, by the way, for our American listeners, because we have a lot of American listeners, ULEZ is um, it's a thing coming into London where if you've got a certain age car that is diesel or petrol, you have to pay £12.50 a day to drive in London. Um, so you know when you were saying, you know, like death to all tyrants? You know when you <laughs> threw the tea off the harbour? Yeah. I, I'm starting to actually empathise with it now. Yeah. It's a lot of money in it, £12.50 a day. Maybe that's what I could do when I'm at the seaside. In protest, I could throw tea. My own tea, you know. My yeah, own tea. I'll so throw my own tea off the pier. So this is why Tom's so irate and talk about it every fucking week, because it's expanding. It used to be just literally in the like the central part of London, but now it's expanding to the whole of London. Um, so, yeah, basically, if your car is like a diesel and it's, I don't know, older than a certain time, you've got to pay it. Or Yeah, it's not great, but shit. It's not great. Anyway. I've got to play my fucking cyclist. Oh. I'm a cyclist, you little gobshite. <laughs> well, there you go you can't be complaining about you Les there you go well I don't live in London do I so no <laughs> that and all yeah right oh fucking hell we've gone off a massive tangent there if you're still listening do exactly what I said at the end there go check out the Patreon go listen to about Bruce Lee and hydration and go buy some t-shirts from Eco Tortoise I think that's it yeah done yeah sweet it's been a pleasure as always and we will see you next week same time no we won't see shit we, I'm so used to saying that fucking outro we will see you the week after next <laughs> same time same place some more of the fitness news there we go see you soon um, see you soon see, what was that now I've got some little prick fucking shooting around my present <laughs> what